I just felt this pull to quit my job. So I quit my job and I went on a yoga teacher training for a month and I'm a CrossFitter. I'm not a yogi, but I wanted to be alone for a month. I wanted to learn for a month. I wanted to like find myself, you could say. And it was like in that month that I really think that my mediumship abilities turned on. Hello and welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. As a professional intuitive medium, Reiki master, and yoga teacher, my intention is to explore intuition so you can gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. I honor your spiritual growth. Thank you for listening. This episode is brought to you by the Spirit Sisters Retreat in Wine Country, California, hosted by myself and real sister, Dawn Pierre, April 19th to the 24th. We currently have four spots available. Have you ever thought about going on a retreat, a treat of healing, yoga, and connecting with like-minded women? This is your chance. Airport transfers back and forth to San Francisco Airport, daily meditation, two yoga classes, wine tour, cooking class, redwood hiking tour, workshops, healing circles, and we're so excited to announce our own personal natural food chef, Nancy Ferraris, to cook for all our needs. We are so excited. I will leave all the information below in the show notes. A deposit is required and conveniently, we have created two installment payments. I cannot wait to see you in wine country. Today on the podcast, I'm so excited to introduce you to Stephanie, medium in the middle. Stephanie is a Reiki master trained under the Asui lineage. Stephanie is also trained in chakra crystal healing and is a student to her psychic mediumship abilities. She is certified at the Vinyasa Yoga Teacher, CrossFit Level 1 instructor, and trained in CrossFit weightlifting. These varied certifications have taught Stephanie a lot about the human body, how it works, and more importantly, what it needs to thrive. Stephanie's passion for Reiki energy healing grows with each client that she is able to connect with and help in their healing process. Stephanie finds the mountains captivating and has been drawn to the power that Alberta, Canada holds. She has made that her home and continues to learn and grow in this community. I'm so excited to share Stephanie with you. She hosts the podcast called Medium in the Middle, and she started this podcast along her journey and her path to mediumship. She created a little black book and she put all her experiences in it. And the podcast is all from that. I know you're going to love hearing this episode with Stephanie. We had so many things in common and we were able to really share our mediumship development. I know that Stephanie will be hosting many, many mediumship readings and one-on-one and even across the country. She is about to take a big leap and leave her current job to do this full-time. And I know the universe will completely support her. You support her as well as you check out her podcast and enjoy this conversation. I know you will. Have a beautiful day. Namaste. Hey, Stephanie, how are you today? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. I am so excited to chat with you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I know we talked a little bit offline and I have said, I better hit record because we could be talking for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. 
I would love to introduce the listeners to you. And I, I always like to begin bringing yourself back as a young girl and how you grew up. So if you grew up religious, spiritual, or both, whatever you want to share. Yeah. Um, I would say that I grew up in a very religious family. So I lived with my mom and we went to church every Sunday. I was an altar server. We were very involved in the church and it's kind of, that's what you did. We all went, we went with the family. And as I got older, I started to not want to go. And I think mostly because it was on Sunday mornings and I didn't want to wake up. But as I became older, it was just something I didn't feel connected with. So I really didn't find spirituality in myself and what I believed in personally until I was maybe 18 or 19 when I stopped going to church. And I was just always interested in something more. So I was always, I knew that there was more than this world and this life and I was interested in it, but nothing really blossomed at the beginning. And weird things used to happen to me, but not when I was a kid, this would happen. It really didn't happen to me until I was like 19, I would say. Um, I worked in a lot of hotels that were haunted. So I would just have a lot of experiences with that. Thinking back on it now, I guess it's not that normal. But at the time, I just figured, oh, I work at a haunted hotel. These things happen. I would say my upbringing was very religious, very strict kind of thing. But now my life is very much evolved into being more spiritual and finding my own path and what I believe in. So when you were working at these, that kind of freaks me out because anything haunted, I I'm, a, I'm I say this all the time. I'm a huge scaredy cat. Everyone thinks like I would not be scared. Like matter of fact, last night, my husband travels a lot. I hate sleeping with the door closed unless he's with me. And I, I literally had to talk myself into, it's okay. The room is dark. You can close the door. You're not a baby. You know, I'm doing my protection prayer. It's so weird. You would think that I speak to deceased loved one. I speak to spirit and I'm not scared in my day-to-day life, but I'm scared to some yeah. degree. So did you know they were, did you know they were haunted? Did you know the hotels were haunted? Um, yes, I did know. And like, there were stories about certain places but you don't believe the story until something happens to you. But then it started happening to me all the time. And I, I did get scared and you are scared because you don't know what to expect. You don't know what's going on. Now, when I work with spirit, I'm used to it because I know they don't mean to scare me. And I know that their intention is just to get my attention. So it's a little bit easier now, but I still have that like. <gasps> yeah. And I, I believe that too. I believe that there really aren't spirits haunting us. It's not haunting and trying to scare us or hurt us. It's really just then trying to get our attention and give a message or give some healing. So I I completely agree with you. So that's around 19 or so. What path did you take? Because I know you probably did not do then what you're doing now. So what were you doing or what was the path you took or the career that you took around that time frame? Um, So I was working in hotels and the hospitality business, and that's always been where I've worked. So I worked through years and years of that and just small things happening to me. And as I got older, I was very drawn to Reiki. Um, So I do talk about this in my podcast a lot, but I literally just heard the word Reiki one day and it just caught my attention. And I was so interested in it and I wanted to know more about it, but I had no idea what Reiki was. So 
my friend told me that she was a Reiki master and I was like, I want to know what that is. I want to be a Reiki master. Like what is a Reiki master? And through research and looking things up, I found out what it was and there was a course near my house and I just happened to be off that weekend. So I thought to myself, well, I'm going to take this course. And I showed up at the course and I had no idea what it was or what I was doing. And they taught us these things and I was so open to learning everything. So when I left my course, I was just practicing on everyone. I was like, I learned this thing called Reiki. Can I do it on you? And I was really lucky because at the time, everyone around me said yes. <laughs> so I had a lot of people who were willing to let me practice on them. And then I would say that was really the beginning of when things started happening. So by the time I did my Reiki level two, I went with a laundry list of things that I was experiencing being like, is this normal? I feel crazy. Is this Reiki? And that's kind of the stepping stones that led me to kind of where I am today. You know, it's so interesting because I had a very similar story. I I had these stepping stones. So I became a yoga teacher, then Reiki came into my life, and now I do what I do now, you know, mediumship right. readings, intuitive readings. If you would have told me that 10 years ago, I would have said, you're crazy. Yeah. But the Reiki, the yoga, this is how I have formulated in it. And my guides have shared this with me. The yoga was safe for me to do because people could accept it. Even though at that time, believe it or not, I know I'm a lot older than you. It was like yoga, like that's weird. Like yoga teacher yeah. trainings did not happen like they do now. They're happening like all the time. Mm. My spirit felt safe to do it. So I was able to kind of share that part and be visible with the world. Then I was introduced to Reiki, which was not very visible. So we're talking 2007. I got, I did my Reiki one. Yeah. And, you know, went on to Reiki two, Reiki master and Reiki master teacher. And through that process, that's when the experience happened. And that's when my hands was, was on somebody. I remember this very specifically. I saw a full on abuse and I didn't know what to do with it. So that led me to psychic development, which led me to working with the angels, which led me to seeking out other mediumship development courses and so forth and so on. But this evolution, and I feel that spirit moves us in these evolutions. So yeah. I love the fact that they always say that you don't find Reiki, that Reiki finds you. Yeah. And I do believe that totally. So actually my story is very similar to yours where I found Reiki and then I just felt this pull to quit my job. So I quit my job and I went on a yoga teacher training for a month and I'm a CrossFitter. I'm not a yogi, but I wanted to be alone for a month. I wanted to learn for a month. I wanted to like find myself, you could say. And it was like in that month that I really think that my mediumship abilities turned on because I was just being with myself and exploring and just trying to figure out which way to go and how to take my life. So when I came back from becoming a yoga teacher it was like the balls were just moving and rolling. And I was like, oh, I get it now. And I think I needed that time alone and to learn and to really be like immersed in something to kind of have the opportunity to figure out why you're on this world and having this life. So when you get back from the yoga teacher training, are you doing the Reiki more often? Is it more of, a, is it still a part-time position or are you melding yeah, it into so more I was doing it part-time. Um, mostly just on like friends and family. And then because I had quit my job right before I went on my training, when I came back, I had more time to do it. 
And it was so crazy to me how it was spreading. So, you know, you'd be talking to your hairdresser and your hairdresser says, oh, I want to come. You're like, yeah, come. And then the hairdresser brothers come and then the hairdresser's brother's girlfriend comes. And it was just kind of this ripple effect where I didn't really think people would be interested or want it or I didn't know anything. I was just wanting to practice Reiki. And when I did it, I loved it and it light lit me up. So then even now I see that ripple effect of one person will tell one person who tell one person. I've never done any advertising outside of Instagram. And it's just the word of mouth has really surprised me but in the best way because I know that's the way energy needs to travel and I know that that's how you hit the people you are meant to hit. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you notice that there is a commonality with your clients? Like do you see mostly women or mostly children or mostly teens or mostly men or because I find this sometimes it goes in phases, you'll see similar issues. Like you might see um like I remember, like even now, I'll see, right now I'm seeing a lot of, well, I see mostly women. I would say 99% I see as women. But mm-hmm. mostly now I'm seeing women with high anxiety, high, high anxiety to the point of like panic attacks and anxiety from all ages, from like 25 to 55. Yeah. Do you see that trend? No, not yet, I guess. I, I mean, I've have clients from 17 and I did someone last week who was 61. It is still mostly female. I love when a male finds me and they're the ones that are always like, I don't know why I'm here, but something feels off. So I thought I would try this and I dance in my heart. I'm like, yes, like (laughs) you're here. And even if we do one tiny little baby step, this is just incredible. But I do find that people who are coming to see me are ready to do the work. So one thing that I do say is that um, I don't like when people buy other people's sessions with me as a gift because I don't filter what I say. And if your body is trying to tell you something, I just say it the way it's meant to be said. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And I think that if you are coming to me to hear that information, you need to be ready to hear that information. And when people give it as a gift, you're kind of forcing someone else to deal with their stuff when they might not be ready. So I always tell people if they are saying like, oh, I really want to come see you or I want to book a session. I'm like, when you are ready to book a session, you'll just have the day off. I'll have an appointment available and everything will work out because that's the time you're meant to come see me. If nothing's working out and I don't have appointments available and you're working a lot, it's just not the time. So I think that's been a trend definitely is you see me when the time is right and when you're ready for it and also when you're ready for the healing to begin because you do all the work is what I always say. I'm like, I'm not going to tell you anything you don't already know, but when I tell you, it's going to really come to the forefront and you're going to be like, Oh, I need to deal with this. Yeah. So I'd say that would be the trend. I think that the thing about Reiki, which I love one of the byproducts of Reiki is clarity. And Mm. I've had people be on the table and maybe not the first session, but it's clarity. It's Mm. for me, I, I describe it as it is a byproduct. So like the the basic is relaxation and de-stressing and all those wonderful things that it does and promotes the healing physically, emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually. But the byproduct is clarity because they have a moment where they can connect to their spirit or whatever they call it, inner voice, yeah. spirit guide, um, inner knowing that, oh, 
I need to do this, or I need to not do this, or I need to listen. And so I always say that maybe not the first session, because a lot of people I see are pretty uh, regulars, is the clarity. I had a woman after a couple of sessions, I think two sessions, she like comes up from the table. She's like, I know exactly what I need to do now. I need to write that book. And the whole time I'm like seeing this book, you know, and I'm like, yeah, she's writing a book. Of course, I still doubt myself. There's still that, you know? Oh, yeah. Always. And and uh, I was like, yeah. I said, well, I actually see two books. And she's like, well, I have written two books. One's under the, and I said, like, I see one that's like hidden. And she goes, yeah, I have it under the, I don't know, whatever she was hiding. But it's so interesting because clarity is is really amazing byproducts of Reiki. And I think that's yeah. what you're sharing. I love that. I love that word too. It just yeah. makes sense, I think. So when people always are asking me, like, what is Reiki and what does it do? And I try to explain as like, it's like a conversation with yourself. And you're totally right. It's to get clarity. Because sometimes it's hard when you're sitting with yourself and you're always in your own stuff to figure out, okay, how do I deal with this? How do I get out of this? How do I let this go? It's always easier when someone else tells you. We listen to everybody else's advice but our own. <laughs> Absolutely. So you work a little differently though. So I know, and I want to share about the podcast as well, but you work a little differently. You, a lot of people, or even the way I work is I will give a Reiki session or Reiki treatment and I'll have a little conversation before they lie down on the table and I might guide them into a meditation. And then I'm pretty quiet. I mean, I'm pretty, pretty quiet. Um, sometimes they do want to talk to me. Um, but most of the time it's pretty quiet. And then afterwards we may have a little conversation or some impressions, but that has evolved over the time. When I think I first started, when all these things were kind of happening, I was getting the pictures and I was getting the images and I was getting names that I didn't know what to do with. Like, should I tell them it's John and John feels like it's a grandfather, but that's kind of stopped for me. And spirits kind of, just when you think you're just when you think you have it, spirit kind of like changes the rules a little bit. So now when I give Reiki, it's truly an energy session. There may be yeah. some uh, mediumship or intuitive hits, but for the most part, it's it's energy. And I can sense and feel the energy where they need it. And it stays pretty true to that. If they book a reading with me, and I'm not even touching them, just sitting across from them, so much information is coming out. It's almost like this radio receiver. And they just mm-hmm. have to sit you know, within or be on a screen, because sometimes I do a lot of readings actually uh, through Zoom like this or on the phone. I don't need to physically have them there. Just like Reiki, we do long distance, right? So you don't need to physically have the person there. But that's evolved over the time. So what about for you? Because I know you work a little bit differently. Can you you give us a little insight? Yeah, so right now I do not technically offer mediumship readings. Um, I do offer, I call them Reiki sessions or energy sessions. And people are always asking me what the difference is. And I kind of say, if you want me to be quiet and just do the Reiki work, that's the Reiki session. If you're open for more and more of a conversation with your body, that's kind of my way of the energy sessions. And I live in a small town, so people know what I do. So when you book with me, you know that I'm a medium and you know that you can get kind of a message as well. But I always do my little speech at the beginning and I kind of explain what Reiki is and what I do. And I like to call it Reiki 2.0 because it's not just the laying of the hands or kind of what we are taught at the beginning. I really have evolved it into, I move, like I close my eyes and I just move with what you need. And I always ask if I do receive any messages, if you would like them. And usually spirit are pesky and they want to talk at the beginning 
So if someone is going to come, it's going to come at the beginning. And then I kind of explain that the first half of the session is when I'm listening to your body and figuring out different things and putting together the puzzle in my mind. And the second half is where I'm talking and kind of telling you what I'm picking up on and then seeing if that resonates with you, seeing if that makes sense. And what I'm really working on is kind of asking more questions to get whoever's receiving more involved so that they're thinking of what's going on instead of me telling them. Um, that's something that my mentor told me to work on. She's like, you can't just tell people what's wrong with them. She's like, what if they don't want to deal with it? What if they don't want to know? She's like, if you ask them and they do the digging themselves, it's so much more powerful when they have that aha moment. Um, so that's been a big shift for me, but I'm definitely where you were at, at the beginning where I do get the, who's John, who's the brother, Joe. Okay. So you have two sisters and your mom and your dad, and they don't live close together. And you kind of go through this family tree and I think now thinking about it, it's just to build up my confidence in what I'm feeling. So when I do know that you have three sisters and they all end with the letter A, their names, it's like, okay, I trust that. I trust that. Let's get to work kind of thing. Because I am new at this. I've been doing it for only a year and a half. I think I still need those little confidence boosts to trust it because I still doubt myself. I still don't want to ask if the grandpa's name is John. I still don't want to ask if your mom has passed because my like worst case scenario is your mom is still alive and that's never happened, but it could. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That's a thing. So I, I have, I've, I'm so grateful because I have development uh, courses and development teachers and people that are in like a group that I can actually like talk to other mediums and other mm. psychic intuitives. And we all share the same thing because there's still a responsibility, especially, and this was my big thing when I was doing readings, I, I was calling intuitive readings only. And I do intuitive readings and mediumship readings, but how I've phrased it now is that if you book with me a half hour, it's like 30 minutes or 50 minutes, either one, whatever's going to come up is going to come up. So unless yeah. someone really truly is like, I only want mediumship, I didn't want to make it, it's this or this or this. It's like, it's going to be this for this time. And unless you really only want intuitive, it's, it's not the case because yeah. someone could come through, but you may want me mediumship and nobody's there to come through. So we yeah. have to be open to that. But and I do explain that to my clients too. I always say, you're going to get what your body needs. It's not my choice. It's not your choice. If you need to talk to your dad for an hour, that's what we're doing. If I need to silently work on your left leg for an hour, that's what we're doing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's just an interesting evolution because going back to the trusting or the responsibility, there is a responsibility in mediumship or in any of this work, because if you do say the name or they're, they're in mourning and you, you're, they only want to see you because they want to connect with their dad, you feel responsible if their yeah. dad's not coming through. So for me, I kept turning it off. So if I was like, oh, I'm just intuitive reading. I'm just I'm doing angel card readings. I'm doing intuitive readings, but I kept seeing deceased loved one. They keep coming. And then I have a very good friend, a mediumship friend. Um, her name is Tina as well, Tina Powers. She's in Arizona. And she would say, honey, you're a medium. You just, this was a while ago. And I'm like, no, I'm really not. And she's yeah. like, yes, you are. And once I started accepting it and allowing it and saying, okay, but it still doesn't get 100% easy. It yeah, still doesn't. No. It took me a while to even call myself a medium because 
I didn't want that label and their stigma around it. And how do I know if I'm a medium? I just can communicate with spirits. And just even saying the word now, it took me so long to be able to say it out loud. It like would start as a whisper, like, now I feel more confident in it because you, your abilities adapt and change and you become more confident in it. And you become more validated. Yeah. Yes. So that leads me to your podcast. So share a little bit how that, how that took on a life of its own and, and Mm -hmm. how you got the hit, the intuitive hit to do it and, and how it all started. Yeah. So, um, I have a podcast called the medium in the middle. To be honest, it all started because I had these, my first three stories of communicating with spirits are crazy wild stories. Like they smacked me in the face and said, you're listening now. And they happened with within a week. So at that time, when I had these first three experiences, my life was a whirlwind. And I was telling everybody these stories over and over again, being like, this is what's happening to me. I don't know what's going on, but it was so real. So to be honest, I I wasn't getting sick of saying the story over and over again, but I just felt that I was just constantly repeating these stories. And when I was doing it, everyone was so interested. And I was thinking I should just make a podcast because every single person that I tell these stories to, they're interested in it. And every party we were going to, every dinner we went out to, I was just kind of taking over and telling these stories. So that became episode one, two, and three of my podcast. And I started to write down everything that I was hap- that was happening to me in a little book. And my Reiki master said, write down everything and you're going to start to see patterns. So I started to write down literally everything. And a year later, I had a book full of experiences. So that's what the podcast is. It literally starts you from day one, the first time I had an experience with spirit, the second time, the third time, and now just everything that's happened to me in the past year and a half. So it's everything from I'm at a yoga class laying beside someone, her husband wants to speak to her, or I'm at a party and someone asks about something and then I just go off. So it's all those experiences. But my goal with the podcast is really to make energy more relatable. So what I found when I was telling people these stories in real life was that people kind of opened their eyes a little bit more to it and they were interested. And even if I can make energy more relatable and normal to two more people, I just feel like that can make a big difference. So the fact that people listen and they're interested, and even if you don't believe, you don't have to believe in mediumship, but if you maybe think a what if in your mind, or for a moment you have just a different way of thinking, I really want to make that happen to more people and just to make energy more relatable, because I feel like there is so many stigmas around it and it's seen as so woohoo-y, but I love the way you talk about it as well. You make it sound so normal and so everyday and your experiences are so real and relatable. So when I started listening to your podcast, I was like, oh my God, there's others like me. I'm not the only one. Um, <laughs> so good, really right? Cool. Yeah. So that's how it all came to be. And now I release an episode every week. And it's just been incredible, the support that I've received. And telling my story as well, I think has given me a lot of confidence because you really have to stand in your own and stand in your power. And like I said, I couldn't even say that I was a medium a year ago. And now I have a podcast called The Medium in the Middle. So there you go. That's spirit talking right 
very clearly to you. Mm. You know, it's so interesting because, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm, I can see you. I know that people are going to be listening and I'm like, come on, you're going to be doing, what do you mean? You're not doing mediumship readings. You're doing mediumship readings. Like this isn't, it's, it's happening. It's already happening. It's already so it's, it's going to happen, but it's already so. And it's so true to have the validation and then also to have support. So I found for myself that development and support has been tremendous because we go through all these doubts in our head or, you know, it's nice to have that. So you, do you have support? Do you have a mentor or any kind of development circles or things like that? Yeah. So I searched for a long time for someone who could help me. And I think definitely in this work, you almost want someone to give you permission. Like, yes, you are a medium. Yes, you can do readings. Yes, go do it. Um, So I was searching for quite a long time and I just wanted to learn more and I wanted someone to help me and I wanted someone who had the same experience as me. And I was meeting all these people, but it was never the right person. I'm like, oh, like you just, I don't resonate with that or that's not how it works for me or it was just never the right person. And then there's um, someone in the valley where I live who does energy work as well. And I just happened to get an appointment with her. Everyone said, I need to go see her. I need to go see her. And she has a very long wait list, like a three-year wait list. So when I got into her, she was kind of like, how did you get here? How did you get an appointment? And I was like, I just knew I needed to see you. So I just kept messaging until I got an appointment. And then in between my first appointment and my second appointment, I dreamt about her mentoring me three times. And when I dream about something, now I know it means something. So I said, the worst thing she can say is no, but I really resonate with her. She's real. She's straight to the point. She's no fluff. She's no sugarcoating. And I really feel like the way she does energy is the way I work in it. So I messaged her and I said, hey, I've had a dream about this three times. I know you're super busy, but I just think I have a lot to learn from you and you're the person I need to learn from. And after a little bit of back and forth, she agreed to it. So now she does help me and I just take all my questions to her. And she kind of says the same thing as you. She smiles at me sometimes and she just is like, you don't even know kind of your own power or where you're sitting. But I think for me, it's letting go of that fear. And you almost do need someone to tell you it's okay and that you can be doing this and you should be doing this. But it's very scary at the beginning to kind of step out on your own. Um, So right now I'm in a big transition. I am moving from my full-time job going to part-time so I can do this more often because it's growing and I know there's a need for it and people want it. So it's, yeah, it's scary when spirit will push you in different directions, but you have to trust it. I was even thinking to myself, I can't believe I'm leaving my full-time salary job and I'm just so okay with it. I'm like, yep, in a month I'll be done and then this will happen. And for a moment you kind of want to slam on the brakes and be like, what am I doing? But it just feels so right and so good. So I'm very grateful to have found someone that I connect with who can help me because for a long time you, I was looking for that and just couldn't find it in anyone. You know, it's so beautiful. You said that, and it's such a common, common theme mm-hmm. that so many of us are, you know, in that full-time job and our part-time gig is kicking up and we listen to spirit and we say, okay, I'm going to leave that full-time job and that steady salary. And I just had this conversation with a very good friend of mine who's a medium and 
we have to just keep listening. We have to keep trusting. Yeah. You know, it, it brings me back to, I do a little bit of work with the Course in Miracles and it brings me a little bit back to, there's two emotions, fear and love. And fear is the negative, the overwhelm, you know, the anger, the doubt, the worry. And then there's love and love is the kindness and the joy and the inspiration. And if there's only two emotions, the minute we go into fear mode, we're trying to, we're trying to push. But when we're in love, we allow universe to work with us and spirit to work with us and that we know that we'll be guided and we'll be okay. And it's, it's, it sounds so flowery and easy and it's not easy. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think I said this years ago and I, I find this to be so true. I think when I first started on this path and I mean like the spiritual path, not just the mediumship, I really thought my life would get easier. I thought I'm a good person now. Yeah. I'm serving spirit <laughs> and life is just going to be so easy. And I had a spiritual teacher and she said, our lives, she was a teacher as well, are going to be even more challenging and more difficult because we're awake and we're mm. aware. And I was like, oh, you're kidding. All yeah. right. But I've taken this choice and I've taken it because I know that I'd be called to spirit to serve. So when I, when I remind myself that this is not about me and it's not about you, yeah. this is because we're serving spirit. And when we can serve spirit, then that's the highest place to be. It's not really, it's like when we do Reiki, right? We're not giving Reiki, we're allowing right. Reiki. Totally. And I love that you say that because you really have to let your ego go. And I think I can connect with and relate to someone like you because you see it that way. Whereas there are a lot of people who see that they are the power and they are the healer and they are giving you this. But when you really think about it, we are literally just the middleman. And I love that. And I always have to remind myself when people thank me or they want to be grateful, I'm like, it's not me. Like, I'm just the middle. I'm the medium in the middle. I'm stuck in the middle. That's why it's so perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Well, Stephanie, where can people find you? What would you like to share with them? Give them all the resources. Yeah. So I do have a podcast called Medium in the Middle. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. Um, You can also follow me on Instagram at Medium in the Middle. I post a lot of stuff on there as well. Awesome. And soon you'll be doing mediumship readings across yeah. the globe. I'm going to put that in there right now because you will expand and find visibility. And um, I'm sure within this year, I feel no doubt that not only will we be doing it in person, but you also kind of open up to a lot more and the universe will guide you and spirit will guide you. So yeah, I'm excited for 2020. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I wish you all the best. I know this is only the beginning. There's so much. And thank you for all that you do and healing and supporting and being in service to spirit. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me on your podcast and sharing your platform. I really am happy to be here and I was happy to meet you. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste.